Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. Welcome to Mom Matters. My name is Elizabeth Green, your host. And today we're continuing in our series called Seasons of Motherhood. Often as our families move through various seasons, we as moms need to learn to adapt and to grow along with the changing needs of our our kids and of our families. And so this series is designed to help us as moms take a peek forward to know what to expect in the season to come. It's often helpful I know when my kids were young, I always wanted to know what was it like when they were in preschool? What was it like for moms in elementary school or, or in high school so that I would know what to expect? And so that's really the the purpose and the point of this is to really help you understand what is the season like that you're entering into, but also what is the season like that is to come. But it's also, there's another aspect to this, which is, I think, very helpful for us as moms is for us to remember as older moms, what's it like for the younger women that are entering into a season that we've already gone through? Because then it enables us to encourage and pray for our younger mom friends. So today we are talking about a season of motherhood, which is homeschooling. And for our family, we entered this season when my kids were in second and fourth grade. And that season continued for us for 10 years until we launched them both into college. And I have to tell you, I am so grateful for the women who equipped me to run well in that season, because when I started, I was afraid, would I do it right? Did I have what it takes? Would I mess up my kids? There was so much fear and uncertainty and insecurity in that entering of that season that I really needed help along the way. And one of the women who helped me along this path is Deborah Schweitzer. Deb and I met in Damascus, Maryland on one of our moves, and she was my daughter's tutor for classical conversations. That is the homeschool program that we used for 10 years with our kids. And Deb was a tutor for both of my girls in one of the high school classes. And I learned so much from her about her passion of learning alongside her kids. And she really was a model for me as we were walking through this. So Deb, I wanna thank you so much. You are a seasoned homeschool mom. And I'd love for you to just start, um, first of all, introduce a little bit about who you are and then why you decided to enter into this homeschool season. Thank you so much for inviting me, Elizabeth, in the Same way that you said that uh, I helped you. I know that you helped me so much in homeschool and it was such a blessing and an honor to uh, tutor your girls uh, in high school. And I'm just really excited to be here with you. Um, Let's see, for me, I have four kids uh, and an amazing husband, obviously. And uh, my children, I have one in college and I have one who is a senior this year getting ready to go to college. I have a daughter in eighth grade, and then I have a son who is 11 years old. So I'm spanning a large group of ages and have been for a while. And uh, I started homeschooling when my oldest was five years old. 
And so that was, so we've been in this journey for a long, long, long time. <laughs> and we're ready to finish it all the way through to the end. So it's exciting and we love it. That's really amazing. You know, right away, you said off the bat, you've got an amazing husband too. And I think, you know, moms, we carry the, the weight of homeschooling, but we, it does take um, a husband's support and encouragement along the way. If there's a mom entering this and she's wondering, how can I do that? Is there any, you know, way that you could say, here's how, you know, a mom could encourage a husband. Here's what my husband did that helped me or, or here's some ways that a husband can come along and support his wife as they are building into their family. Yeah, definitely. My husband has been uh, amazing as we've walked through it. And he wasn't as involved in the younger years, except for listening to me and maybe hearing me cry every once in a while. <laughs> but he, uh, he was always uh, giving me the input and he was my sounding board. And I think uh, in the younger years, that's uh, where he and I uh, just kind of connected and we would always be discussing the, the future education of our children together. And he just encouraged me along the way. As the kids got older, uh, he became much more involved uh, in actually not just supporting me, but also uh, teaching uh, and taking on certain subjects that were becoming overwhelming for me. And I really appreciated that he was willing to jump in. He's a, he's a science guy, he's an engineer. And so he was able to take over some of the math, uh, which was great. And he'd meet with the kids and he still does and does math with them. And just to having different conversations. So we're involved in classical conversations, obviously. And so as the material went from memory into more asking questions and diving in, he just became much more involved in having the deeper and the richer conversations with the kids as well. And prodding them on into deeper thoughts of truth and who God is. And we would be able to discuss those things together at the dinner table or in the car as we were moving along on all the different ways that we are always going with four kids. And so it was just great to have him be involved and to stay involved. He's even, um, during COVID, uh, he's been able to ask for help for one day a week to be able to work from home and just come and support me with transporting the kids around as we're trying to do um, communities on one certain day. He's been able to have that kind of flexibility, which we've been very thankful for with his company and just kind of help me out as we're trying to navigate all the kids going in different directions. What I'm hearing you say too a little bit is that it's been a little bit of a journey in the younger years, you were doing most of it, but then as, as the journey progressed, your husband was able to find some entry points that made sense with his education, his background, his career. And it looks probably different for different families, depending on what they are able to bring to yeah, the table. Definitely. And I think that it's important that uh, the kids see that we're together in it, no matter what. So as we're, you know, I might have been, I mean, he's at work and so I'm homeschooling. And so they see me the most, but I think it's important for the children to have the balance of a husband and a wife's voice or a mom and a dad's voice uh, in their homeschooling and just talking with them, asking questions, doing presentations in front of them. All of that just shows that we're in it together as a family. That was one of our visions for homeschooling was to be doing this together as a family. And uh, I just love seeing that family unit be solidified uh, as we you know, do this journey together. You know, that's a really good point of having that family solidified. So I think that drives me to a question. What compelled you to homeschool in the first place? And has that decision changed or, or morphed as you've gone along the process? Yeah, so I started homeschooling because 
my daughter was in a Christian preschool and we lived in Connecticut at the time. And I was watching her play and we were getting ready to enroll her in kindergarten. And honestly, homeschooling really didn't happen very much in my area. I didn't know any homeschoolers. And I was watching her play in the front yard and praying for her. And I felt like God said, homeschool her. And I'm like, well, why? <laughs> because I had no intention of, of doing that. And I was working and I didn't think that that was uh, something that was even on the radar. But the more I looked into it and the more I started thinking about my children's future and seeing what um, you know, the possibilities were, I said, all right, I'll, I'll try it. I'll, I'll do it because I felt God said to do it. And uh, I started and I fell in love with it. Uh, I didn't have any support really, except for a couple of friends who uh, were considering it. And then I had one friend who said she'd do it with me so I could work one day a week and she could work one day a week. And uh, so we kind of just went on this journey together and made it happen. I did not think I was going to homeschool through high school. I can tell you that. <laughs> I was like, mm -mm. I was like, maybe elementary school and stick with them when they're cute and cuddly and, you know, and then, then I'll send them off. And, uh, but then we found classical conversations and it really helped us see that there was support and that there was so much more to education than just um, teaching. And that is really about discipling your children and showing them how to find truth and stand uh, for a Christian worldview in this world that we live in. And so uh, with that kind of support, uh, we just started this all the way through high school, have one in college, one getting ready to go. And uh, it definitely has morphed. I've definitely had seasons of doubt where I've been like, am I doing right by my children? I think every homeschool mom thinks that, but ultimately we believe it's the right journey for our family. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you saying and just sharing that you've had seasons of doubt because we all have like as moms, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing I think that someone maybe even considering, should I homeschool, you know, entering in is no, I can't do it. And, and then in fact, you know, when I, first thought about homeschooling my daughter was going into kindergarten and I ordered a whole homeschool kit and I laid it all out on the floor and I said I can't do this packed it all up in a <laughs> box sent it back sent her to school and so it was years later where I cycled back to this idea of homeschooling and would this maybe be the right time and the right fit for for our family so what advice would you have for moms I think with COVID with the schools hybrid in and out a lot of moms who maybe like you never thought they would ever consider homeschooling are putting that option on the table for them. What advice would you have for a mom who's really considering it, but maybe like you worried, I don't know if I have the support. I don't know anyone who's doing it. How will this work? Will my kids have friends? Like what advice or encouragement could you give that mom who, who's, who's, who wants to maybe give it a try, but is afraid. Yeah. I think, uh, there's, I would love to say there's no way to, uh, uh, there's a way to like conquer all the fear, but I think that that's just part of uh, stepping out, uh, you know, out of the boat is that there's a conquering of fear that has to happen. And I, you know, God, I believe calls us to certain things. And one of the things that we can wrestle with is, has he called us to, to homeschool? And, you know, the, one of the things that I always said is you're never going to know unless you try. And that it's important to have support and it's also important to be in prayer and so I would encourage prayer, 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 and just getting that sense of, God, are you, are you asking me to step out on the water for this? And, you know, it, 
and I always gave myself the freedom to say, especially as I was starting, I'm going to try it this year and then we'll see what happens next year to give yourself that flexibility to know that it doesn't have to be a lifelong commitment and that you can say, you know, I'm trying it and we'll see where God takes it. That's exactly what I did. And, uh, you know, then I found out that it really was what God was calling me to do. Uh, the other thing I would say is if you can find a support group of homeschool parents that are near you and you can get involved with that, uh, it is an excellent way to just be able to bounce ideas and to get support and encouragement. Homeschool is not easy. Uh, it's definitely worth it, but it's not easy. And so to have other moms or dads who are going through the process and can encourage you along the way, uh, that makes a huge difference uh, in being able to just, you know, make decisions that are uh, based in faith and not decisions that are based on, you know, a bad moment that you might have one day in homeschool. No, I appreciate that. I was, you know, when I started too, I, I said I was in and then I was out and then I was back in, like it was really sort of a hard decision for me to decide to, to decide if I was going to do this or not. And like you, for many years, I said, I'm doing this a year at a time. And after the first year, I said, well, things are sometimes good in pairs. So I'll add one more year and then we'll reevaluate. And then one more year. And then like you, once we hit high school, I had that support system and we were in a groove. And I said, you know, I think we can do it. And God gives us the grace to do what we need to do. And when he calls us, he equips us. And that's what I think is, really important for us as moms to remember that if God's called me to do something, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's going to require faith, but he will equip me to do the things he's called me to do. There is a sense of, you know, I want, um, I want something for my children. I want a worldview established for my children. I, I want that family unit established. And so those types of things help motivate us to keep pursuing uh, whatever the road is that God um, is putting us on at that time. You know, that's a really good point because these do get hard, mm-hmm. right? Kids, you know, will push back or I don't want to do this. And we've got those clashes and we're wearing the mom hat. We're wearing the teacher hat. We're wearing all these different hats. And so there are lots of opportunities for that clash. But to go back to why am I doing this? And to re- even taking the time as a husband and a wife, as a mom and a dad to, to say, why are we doing this for our family? What is the bigger picture of what we're doing? This can help you get through those really difficult times. You mentioned it was more than just teaching for you, that it was also discipling your kids. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think, you know, when I first started, it was because of some educational, and I thought, okay, I can bring a different level of education and quality to them that I felt like they weren't getting in their current environment, but it became more for me too. So talk to me a little bit about going beyond teaching, what what it, it became. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you start out Nobody really knows what they're doing. And so I hope that encourages some moms that if you're starting out, nobody knows what they're doing. So it's okay to not know what you're doing. And uh, as we continued on, I was just seeing one, I was seeing the uh, relationships that were being built between um, my first two children at that time and that they were growing closer and they were growing together in the things that we're doing, whether it was Bible lessons or whether it was doing history together, that there was this cohesive unity that was coming to the family and I was starting to get a glimpse of what that could actually look like as my family expanded. And that excited me. Uh, And I also really 
uh, you know, my children were, are this precious gift from God. And, you know, I believe that he's called me to, to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord and that sending them away seemed contradictory uh, to me for that, that he was giving me insight. Not that I didn't want them to be open to other people speaking to them because I certainly did. And I mean, we're involved in lots of different co-ops and they've had many different teachers and many different inputs into their life. But I just felt like God was really starting to speak to me about, you know, that he wants our voice to um, be strong for our children in the ways that they should go. And so we, we kept going uh, with that and we were able to see that uh, discipleship come through. And eventually God really gave me that full vision of, you know, wanting to establish that Christian worldview and bring family cohesive unity to our to all of our our children and uh it came through a conflict i had with my son while we were homeschooling and i just remember uh, he had some dyslexia and we were also dealing with some behavioral issues you know it's that like 11 12 year old age frame and i was like i was i was done i said nope i'm, I'm not doing this anymore i was exhausted and I literally just took all of the stuff that i was supposed to be teaching him and all the frustration and i laid out on the homeschool floor probably around 12 o'clock midnight, I think, and just start praying. And I said, God, if something doesn't change, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And just cried out to God. And he, he really answered me. And, he's, and he started to just pour out his vision for what it was really all about, which was discipling him into the character of Christ. And it wasn't about the academics, although those are important. And he's like, Deb, I know that you're academic. I know that you love the academics, but that's not what's important showing him the value of who I am and having a relationship with me is what's so important. And our whole homeschool shifted after that. And it became about helping them develop their relationship with the Lord. And that academics was just one way uh, for that to happen, that this was just one part of their lives that is going to help them see that they're supposed to be in relationship with God, that it's not just learning about him, but it's being in relationship with him. And when that shift happened, uh, everything started to click a lot better for our family in terms of homeschool. Not that it was perfect, but something definitely happened where we realized it's about seeing God for who he is and having a relationship with him. And every subject started to change. Every subject was about building a relationship with God. Every sports event we were involved in was about having a relationship with God. And everything, every relationship that they were building with other people was about how are they are being formed in a relationship with God. And that was just huge. And it really brought um, a real focus to our family and the value of homeschooling just like accentuated about a thousand fold when we, when that shift happened and it had to happen in me first. Right. So, and that's what God was showing me. So it happens in you first, and then it's going to come to the family. I love that story because I, I find so much of homeschooling were some personal upgrades that I needed to yep. make too. <laughs> and you know, so along the way, as I'm helping my kids grow, and certainly that was, that was a time where you were helping him grow in character, right? There was a shift of helping him grow in his character. You know, I think of Jesus who grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And that sort of, it sounds like that became the, the sort of the, the grid through which you then approached homeschool is, is growing in those ways. But you had to do some growing and changing in yourself too. That is a huge thing for us as moms to realize that when we hit those roadblocks, sometimes it's not just our kids. Sometimes it's us yep. too. 
and there's a piece that needs to be upgraded. And will I be open to the process of saying, okay, Lord, search mm-hmm. my heart. Yeah, I said, if anybody ever wants to grow in the Lord, the, the one thing I'd say is homeschool. <laughs> you'll, you'll grow, you'll grow yes. fast <laughs> in terms of being stretched and being challenged uh, and just being able to uh, actually draw closer to God. It is an amazing um, opportunity that God gives. I think so many families and so many moms just grow closer to him. And my marriage has grown through it. Uh, our ability to communicate has grown through it. Uh, it just, it, it hits every aspect of your life and it's, it's powerful tool. I agree. And one thing that I noticed for our family too, is that we did grow closer as a unit and it gave us a lot to talk mm-hmm. about. I think sometimes, you know, if we're scattered and we're doing a lot of different activities and we come back together, there's not a lot of shared things to talk about. And this gives you a lot of shared, really rich conversations mm-hmm. that can go deeper. You're, you're discussing ideas and perspectives and thoughts and worldviews. And so there's a lot of rich conversation that can go on when you've got a shared body of. Yeah. Of and they learn from each other. So, I mean, one of the neat things about homeschooling and having everybody together is that, you know, they are, they're, they're teaching each other as well. They're sharing what they've learned so my youngest, 11, is learning so much because he's been engaged in conversation that he's been watching his older siblings have and experiences that he's been watching his older sibling have, not just, uh, you know, at a distance, but like around the table, we're talking about things. And, and I think that that's a fantastic way that we can all stay together uh, and establish that, but that they do it they learn from each other, uh, not just from, not just from mom and dad, but they're learning from each other. And that's, that's just cool. Well, it is. It's like that one room schoolhouse, right? The, the younger ones are getting a preview of what's mm-hmm. to come and they're hearing these conversations. The older ones are getting a review of what they've mm-hmm. learned as they hear the younger ones growing. And it just enriches the entire conversation. Yeah. I mean, the older ones will read aloud to the younger ones or, you know, like I, I know my, you know, my daughter would help my son with his math and they would just be able to have these conversations and then they, they grow because now they're learning to teach in some capacity, you know, something that they've learned or discuss something that they know. So the, the educational aspect of it hits all the different ages and they don't see themselves just as the student, but they start to see themselves as someone who can also teach and contribute uh, to the conversation and to somebody else's um, growth that's not something that really happens in modern education. It's you're the person who's the expert and you have to teach me and I sit passively by, but in homeschool it flips and it becomes, no, I'm not just a passive person listening, but I'm actually an active learner who's engaged and is sharing things with other people. So that's, that's a great um, leadership skill that kids can have from homeschooling. You said it goes a lot beyond education. There is leadership development. There is the whole a whole other set of skills that are are being developed through mm-hmm. homeschool. Sometimes people are worried their kids are you know just isolated at home. Are you at home and are you isolated with four kids? You're running around. You're going in a lot of different directions. You guys have been heavily involved in sports and sports teams. So how do you navigate? the education, the, all of the four kids, four directions, four sports teams. And then how do you personally avoid burnout? Because I think that's another thing that moms can really worry about, or if they don't watch that, they can burn out and say, I couldn't sustain it because I just, right. I just burned and out. I, I mean, I think that's a very real 
um, struggle for homeschool moms. Uh, I think a lot of homeschool moms just dive in and it's head first. And, you know, how do you balance that? Um, <clears throat> I would love to say that I'm really good at that, but I would be totally honest and say that, you know, it's a constant journey for me uh, to make sure that I pull back, that I keep uh, my devotional life uh, as my refreshing time and that I make priorities for rest and the things that, that I love to do. And so I think that that's something that I just have to keep in check. One of the things that I love is when I have another homeschool mom or a friend who actually asks mm -hmm. me about that. They're saying, how is your devotional life going? How is your rest going? Um, how are you, how are you doing with just, you know, you and your husband or you and, you know, just your, your time. And so having friends in your life that will ask you those kinds of questions and that you welcome it is huge for me to be able to keep that in track because I'll lose focus of that on my own. And so um, I'm thankful for friends who do that for me. And then and keeping up with the kids for different schedules. Um, again, I think that I'm blessed to have an amazing husband who helps me a lot. And so we talk through uh, the ways that we can balance each other out and make sure that we help each other. And I'm just very thankful for that. Uh, that's one way that husbands can help is to just really ask, how can I help you manage the days that are coming up? You know, take a look and see. And because kids are active, right? They, and we, they get involved in a lot of things, especially here in America. And so there's uh, finding the balance of what's important for my child, this child, you know, they all get one major, um, and for us, we get one major thing that you're really going to be involved in. Um, and whether it's a sport or um, animals or art or whatever it might be. And we make sure that we have that happen for them. There might be some other superfluous things, but in general, we try to keep it focused. And then we work together to see that happen. Um, and if any mom is just wondering, like, are they going to be home by themselves? Um, no, <laughs> they're not. Uh, one of the beauties of homeschool is that they can be, um, they can have so many doors of, or so many opportunities opened to them. And so we just get to um, have the joy of helping them get to all these different places and people that they meet and make those opportunities continue to happen for them. I told my kids, sometimes you have to actually stay home for homeschool and do school <laughs> because they're out and about so much with their friends and with the activities that they was like, you actually have to stay home for homeschool. Yeah. Well, I just want to, as we wrap up, I've got one final question because I think along with the burnout question, and I heard you say three things, Christ, you know, really leaning in on Christ, having that community of other moms, and that's just keeping the communication open with your husband of what needs you have are three just tangible ways that you can avoid burnout. But I think also in, in every season that we're in, we need to say no to something in order to give that particular season your all. So what is the one thing, you know, that you feel like you've had to say no to in order to really thrive in this particular season? Because it's not no, I'm depriving myself, but it's, it's no, because I'm, I want to thrive in this particular yeah, season. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be super helpful or not, but I'll just be blatantly honest. Uh, sometimes I just say no to the, um, the domestic things that I feel need to be done. Uh, I'll say no to the house cleaning or we'll do a no to this wonderful dinner and instead we'll just do something really simple for our family to eat. Uh, 
you know, I only have so much capacity. And so the reality is, you know, something's got to give somewhere I still work. And so in the midst of this, we just kind of have to say, everybody needs to chip in. And sometimes mom's not going to be able to do, um, you know, that house cleaning or mom's not gonna be able to make that meal. And we all are gonna have to chip in and make it work together. And so um, I'll say no to things like that to, to keep my sanity and to make sure that I get a little bit of a rest. Uh, and then I also say no, sometimes to just uh, staying up late and getting good sleep. I think that that's uh, my family are night owls. I've been a night owl my whole life, but I'm finding more and more that I'm saying no to these ridiculously late nights and instead making sure I'm getting sleep so that I'm not barking at my children the next morning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful yeah. and very practical. So I think that's a, a really good <laughs> word for us as moms. You know, there are things that we need to let go and and don't worry about it. You're doing a, what you're focusing on is a good thing. And so other things have to, we cannot do it all. That is a lie. So say yes to the things that are the most important and, and say no to the others and yeah. figure out. Super mom is way. a lie. And then as soon as we figure that out and we realize that we're human moms, then we get to uh, enjoy the peace God gives us of, you know, making decisions that are best in the season that we're in. Deb, thank you so much for carving out some time to meet with us today and just sharing with Mom Matters audience your insights from many years of homeschooling and raising for four kids in a busy household and also working. So I really appreciate it. I know this is going to be a big gift to our audience and they'll get a lot out of our conversation. Moms, thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Deb as much as I did. You can follow us if you would like to learn more about Mom Matters. We are on Instagram, and my Instagram handle is at mommatters.org. You can also go to my website and follow me on mommatters.org. That's mommatters.org. I provide mom coaching, so if you would like to learn a little bit more about coaching for moms or even schedule a free consultation, if you've got a question you want to ask me, I'd be happy to do that. And you can schedule a consultation there, and you can also do that from the Instagram. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters, because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.